Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. These guys get an extended break, spend Christmas uh, with their family with a couple more extra days under their belt. They come back and have a unique 4.45 p.m. practice on Tuesday and then get ready to host the Canadians who they face. Uh, it was game one of their road trip after their extended homestead. And uh, they beat the Canadians four to one. Vassy was this close to having a shutout, adding a third no. shutout to the tally versus the Canadians. But you know, you're coming back off a break. You're you're enjoying your time with your family. Could you ask for anything better than a four one victory? And oh my gosh, like what? Almost honestly, just about sixty full minutes of great hockey. I mean, last night was a was a solid game to watch from top to bottom. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, y- you look at the way things started, you know, Alex Kalorn gets things started with his new line right off the bat. You, you know, you see everybody out there and it's, you're like, okay, I wasn't <laughs> sure about this line at first, Coop, but I guess you had something up your sleeve because they got things going pretty quickly there Victor Hedman uh on that assist and again that's like two minutes into this game and I Casey I I we've talked about this before the Lightning hate to lose and Mm -hmm. so I told you um and I told you guys Pucks and Bolts fans that this was going to eat at them a little bit that you know they were going to celebrate Christmas with their families it was going to be sweet it was going to be fun but somewhere in the back of all of their heads it's lingering Mm-hmm. We just lost two games before Christmas, and we didn't get a chance to redeem ourselves against Buffalo, and that is going to piss these guys off. And you saw it, the way that they came out and played. Like I said, Alex Kalorn getting things started, Braden Point following up about uh, minutes later uh, with Mikhail Sergich on the assists there. And again, you're seeing those defensemen get up. You're seeing that, you know, Victor Hedman get up into the action. You're seeing Mikhail Sergachev get up into the action. And again, we talk about this lightning offense is best whenever the defensemen are, are getting involved in the action. And I think the core group of guys, you know, when you look at some of the top lines, um, the core group of guys, I think that there is like a natural rhythm that they have just because they have been together for a little bit longer. There's a little bit more of that natural rhythm, that natural communication that they have with each other. Um, so you're able to see the Victor Hedmans, the, the Zach Bogosians, the Ian Coles, you know, the Mikhail Sergachevs get up in the action more because I think there's like a little bit more of like a, 
familiarity um, with those guys um, and and with, you know, the, the, the top few lines. But then, you know, I mean, all rounds, like, you know, Braden Point in, in the second period, making it a 3 nothing game. Uh, Brandon Hagel coming. It's just, I mean, I think, like, if there's one, like, oh, we don't love it. I mean, it's just the fact that, like, Vassy didn't get the shutout. But no. all around, I mean, I think it was a fantastic game by this Lightning team. You have a power play goal. You have three even strength goals. And you came out, you won 4-1. After an extended break, you didn't look like, you know, sometimes they can look a little, um, Takes a minute like to get back underneath them. Yeah. Like they don't have their legs right, right off the bat, but they mm-hmm. did. The, this team clearly knew what they were doing. That 445 practice, something about it. Hey, I'm like that afternoon practice might be a vibe. Like <laughs> there might be something to it there. Happy so. hour practice. There you go. <laughs> Could you imagine? Beers over by where the fuck tower is. Like, look, beer is a great hydrator. Uh, they don't hand it to you at the end of races for no reason. Or maybe it's a myth and we've all bought into it. I stand. Um, but yeah, I feel like the 445 practice was just a different vibe. And you do have that concern. Are they going to have their legs underneath them? Is it going to take them a full period to get into the swing of things? We know that this team is, you know, a structure first team. If they don't establish that, that structure out the gate, they're kind of chasing the game. And while, you know, they do well with comebacks most of the time, relying on that is exhausting. Um mm-hmm. It messes with your shift changing, your line changing. It just plays a domino effect into so many things. So, yeah, to be able to come back from break, get things going, and be in control of the game 90% of the way, I would say, you know, um, it's huge. And it's and it sets a great tone for them having back-to-back games for one, hosting three at home before going on the road to open the new year. And yep. we've talked about this so much here on Pucks and Bolts that this team is, is lining up in great positioning at the right time. And – Games like this continue to prove it. They're just finding those sweet spots to build off of. Um, You know, if I had to be nitpicky about my review of last night's game is the penalty box because a lot of it was kind of silly penalties, a lot of tripping calls. Um, And so at that point, PK units out there, we would have been concerned about this a month and a half, two months ago, but PK came in strong. They shut out the Canadians, all five of their power play attempts. And to see them bounce back like that on special teams was a big turning point because this is somewhere where special teams has been very inconsistent and it's costed them in a lot of games. You didn't really see, I mean, there was only one power play that the lightning had, but it's not like they lost the structure and almost gave up a shorty or spent most of that power play backtracking or anything. They were in full control. They ended up executing. Then the PK unit came in strong five times. Mm -hmm. Um, not even allowing this team to really get any chances out there. Uh, Kaylee and I always talk here on Bucks and Bolts about, you know, shots on goal, if they are landing good shots, what their high danger shots are. I'm sure Kaylee can give us more insight on the advanced statistics with that here shortly. But the biggest thing that I took away from this game, Kaylee, was about three things. First and foremost, the giveaway total to the takeaway total. This is one of the first games that this team has hit double digits and giveaways and not even got close to it because the last game where they didn't hit double digits, they were at nine. So they were one giveaway from double digits. This game, they only had three giveaways. I was, I felt like a proud mom. I know this sounds stupid. (laughs) Like you guys can get on my case. I don't care. But when I tell you, I was, I looked at that tally and I was like, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like a big deal. 
but you saw how it translated to their game. Also, yeah. when they're not sitting here racking up double-digit giveaways, their back-checking game, Perfect's kind of leading the charge here, but their ability to follow the puck and puck possession and stay on top of these other guys, they weren't flustered. They weren't having to drive up their speed to get on their man, to get back. Like They weren't wearing themselves out in the minute details of the game. Mm -hmm. And that started with the giveaways, in my opinion, last night. So when I tell 100%. you, I was crowd momming it, like, look at these boys. I'm so much, some fans get mad. Did you hear about the whole argument in the stands one time about somebody cheering and be like, let's go boys. And the guy's like, they're gentlemen. You no, seen... I don't think I've heard about that. I got to send that to you. All right, well, let me send that I'm to you. I'm pretty sure John Cooper refers to them as the boys. And so- <laughs> If Coach Cooper is going to call them the boys, I'm going to take a little bit of allowance and call them the boys. The hockey jargon. So, like, yeah, if yeah, there's exactly. a about the sport, if you can't keep, if you can't follow the puck, then the one thing that's always going to be yeah. entertaining down is the lingo. So, yeah, that was that was a, a nice little reminder when I called them the boys. But so proud. Three giveaways and 16 takeaways. You're just, they yeah. showed so much control, so much discipline. And, I mean, they were living rent free in the middle of the ice. So things that you and I have talked about excessively, Kaylee, we saw that. And we even had a Christmas wish list heading in to our little break. And then it came back and it's like, wow, Santa, thank you. Thank you so much for this. So the giveaways, that was a big thing. Back checking, that was another huge thing. And just seeing the smooth transitioning, offense to defense, defense to offense, Every player on this roster had such a fluid, silky transition up and down the ice. And I'm like, okay, this is spoiling us. Can we see this for the mm -hmm. rest of the season? Yeah. I mean, I would love it. And, and, and I think that, I think that's the biggest area that we talked about that the lightning need to get control of their game. And so to see them coming out and to see them executing that area of their game, it was really, really great. And also on this little boy's point, our <laughs> producer who plays hockey, like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I know if it's like beer league hockey, Spencer, you're going to have to like give us a little bit more detail if, if it's like, just like a chill league or if it's like actually competitive, but either way he like is out there is, and he says that he's always like, he's never not heard hockey players or coaches refer to themselves as like, oh yeah, the boys in the locker room or the boys, the boys, like it's just lingo. <laughs> you know well, i show you guys this video Get out of here with that i'm laughing the guy's like they're gentlemen like i mean clearly he was they like can be both yeah like he was about 700 years deep play. but yeah anyway anyway casey <laughs> i love that you pointed that out it's 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 really great and casey interestingly enough it leads me you did it perfectly. We didn't even, we're just on the same page still. It oh, leads me to a perfect Kaylee's Corner. So um, yeah. but before I get to Kaylee's Corner too deep, you did mention high danger chances. Casey, this might be the highest game for high danger chances for the Lightning. They had, catch this, 24 high danger chances. This Lightning team, not only were they taking a lot of shots, but almost all of the shots were high quality. They had 38 shots in the game. Of those were high danger shots. They were taking such great quality shots. 
super, super impressive. Now on to the Kaylee's corner. I know we've talked about special teams and we've, and, and there have been times where special teams has not helped out this team. There's an ebb and a flow, but also there, there's a point in time where you have to take a step back and look at the whole picture. Look at the whole picture of the NHL. And that's what leads us into this Kaylee's corner. So holistically, when you look at the whole picture of the NHL, the Lightning are actually top five in both power play goals and penalty kill goals against. So they've had mm-hmm. the fourth least amount of goals <clears throat> against during the penalty kill with 20 goals against. And they have scored some of the most goals for on the power play. Again, they rank in the top five. So they're at 32 for goals four. So even when Casey and I get on this team's case about special teams, they're still <laughs> ranking in the top five of the NHL in both power play and penalty kill. So their special teams unit is really, really good. However, this team also expects a lot of themselves. And so sometimes even when you give up one penalty kill or, you know, two of three, this team is going to be pissed at themselves. They're going to beat themselves up about it and they're going to want to get better. That's what makes this team a, a championship caliber team, in my opinion, is because those minute details, those little things, they want to continue to strive and get better at them. But I did want to just mention holistically rounding it out in a big picture, they rank top five in both areas. So they're doing pretty well, um, all, all, all encompassing. Um, and last night certainly showed it. Um, like you said, Casey holding Montreal to 0 for five in the power play. Um, they probably maybe could have taken a few less penalties. At, um, least, <laughs> at least two, if I could be specific. Uh, however, they did their job once they took those penalties and they controlled the puck. And those are things that you love to see. Mm-hmm. Casey, should we uh, should we get into some cherry pickers as we're like talking about some of the positives of this game? Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm going to let you start things off with the cherry. Okay. Okay. Um, Ooh, this is a hard one. It's it is. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Victor Hedman um, oh, and Zach Bogosian as my honorable mention, because ooh. I, again, I do really like this pairing. I think that they work very well together. Mm-hmm. I think that you saw that in the third period on Brandon Hagel's goal you saw that the way that Zach Bogosian and Victor Hedman can work together with their top line to set each other up. Victor Hedman also setting Alex Kalorn up for that first goal. So for those reasons, and because I don't really give the defense as much love as I feel like I should, um, I'm choosing Victor Hedman as my cherry picker. I think that um, like I said already, you know, I, I really like Hed- Hedman's game. He's such a long body when he gets up into the, you know, into the offense, I think that it's a total game changer. I think it gets everyone else really excited and going as well. Um, So Victor Hedman, honorable mention to Zach Bogosian, his, his new line mate that hopefully sticks around for a little bit. 
Uh, I love those guys together. And Victor Hedman is my cherry picker. I, I love that pick very, very much. Um, also because they, the versatility that Zach Bogosian brings to this team that's kind of really underrated, I think we started to see, not started, but we saw a bigger light shined on it yesterday. Um, when he plays with Victor Hedman, he can play up more confidently, I think. But then also, he's not a defenseman that overthinks the passing when it comes to pushing the puck forward. He will take those shots and allow the forwards to either capitalize off of it or not. And that's what happened with Haig's goal. Like, Hegel cleaned up the trash in front of the net. He came in on the rebound from Zach Bogosian's attempted goal. So I think that something that's so special about that pairing, too, is that because Victor Hedman is this unorthodox swan on the ice, you have a guy who can tally up the hits. So Victor Hedman doesn't have to worry so much about the physical element of it being paired with Bogosian. But Bogo can go from laying down a hit to puck possession to pushing it forward in such a, in such a fluid motion and I think that this pairing is, is, is so special because of that specifically. So um, some of these other guys that are a bit younger, it takes them a minute to transition from, you know, wearing the hat of the enforcer to pushing the puck forward and then taking full control of that blue line. Um, so love what you pointed out about this pairing. Looking forward to them hopefully staying together as well. I'm going to – okay, my – hmm, this one's hard for me. <laughs> I think I need to – give an honorable mention to Ross Colton. Okay. I was a big fan of his movement on the second line. I feel like he, he goes, he flies under the radar quite a bit. Um, he's known to have a very particularly heavy shot. So if Ross Colton's not set up in a, in a, in a specific way, no, you're not really seeing a lot of shots on goal for him or goals, but it doesn't mean that the workload that he's doing leading up to those attempted shots and stuff isn't fantastic. I mean, he was boxing out so beautifully last night, bodying up guys. So Colton's like, I think, 5'10", and his ability to play beyond himself. He plays a big game for his size. Um, I think that that helped open up the second line a lot. There were a few charges that Steven Samkos had, you know, a little bit more of a silent game for Nick Paul. But still, once they have maybe another practice, another game together, I see something um, huge opening up for the second line with Ross Colton being on it, boxing out, aggressive on rebounds, getting the puck back in play. There's a lot of small details that Ross Colton does so well in this game that I feel like, again, something that was shined a light upon last night that can be built off of. So Ross Colton's got to get an honorable mention from me. Uh, he's not talked about enough unless he's scoring goals, but he's doing so much more than that for this team, which also speaks to the fact that he's trusted to be on the second line. Um, as for my cherry picker, I'm so torn because defense did a great job last night. I was yeah. so impressed with defense as a whole, their, their ability to command the blue line, their discipline when playing, their setting up. They were key. They were the podiums that set up the infrastructure in last night's game. They kept everything in front of them. I love how this defense played last night. So if I could hand out a cherry picker like as a whole, the defense crushed it. Um, but I'm going to go with Braden Point. It's just okay. disrespectful what he's doing to these defensemen now. It is just it's uh, pure <laughs> it is pure filth what Braden Point is doing to these guys. Like he almost lost the puck for crying out loud, and then it looked like he almost passed it up to himself in between four defensemen sweaters, in between four Montreal sweaters, and still crossed under the other guy's stick and then lands a goal. Like I I'm I can watch that 
that tape a hundred more times. And then I thought I was impressed by the cha-cha slide he did the other week. Uh, <laughs> he games the norm for himself. Like, Braden Point, healthy, confident, on this first line, all the things that are just adding to what his game is transforming transforming into and if you thought that Braden Point didn't have room to transform you were wrong because he's showing us right here right now um so yeah Braden Point's got to be my cherry picker that was just pure filth that he put on the ice last night I hope he sent a text and apologies to those defensemen after what he did to their ankles as well as their necks and um I'm excited to see what else Braden Point puts on the ice coming up here shortly so